Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 155 of the JB Sism Show. My friends, in today's episode, we're talking about dreams, hopes, and desires. And I'm asking you this question What do you desire for your life? Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. Well, taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best here at jbsism.com. My friends, boy, do I have an awesome show in store for you. We're talking about dreams, hopes, and desires for our life. And it is good to be back behind the microphone. You guys are getting an episode two weeks in a row. Man, what an awesome, awesome thing. It's it's not very often I've done two episodes in a row, especially the last couple of years. I've just been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking a lot of praying and a lot of you know hey what what is the proper amount of content I want to create but mainly I've really been only creating content when I feel inspired to bring content to you I kind of got into this habit of only creating content when I felt inspired instead of just sitting down and forcing myself to create content which is fine I mean I go in streaks and this podcast has never been very consistent, even from going back to the very beginning. There was about a year I actually was very consistent with this <laughs> podcast, but uh, that has all changed in the last uh, couple of years, really. I really have only been doing content as I see fit, and I don't see that changing really anytime soon. But let me say this. We all have dreams, hopes, desires, and visions For our life, we ask questions, maybe we seek some advice, maybe we attend a seminar or a conference, which I just did uh, on uh, July 16th and 17th. It was a fantastic conference, and if you want to know what a conference can do for you, check out last week's episode, episode number 154, jbcism.com forward slash 154, and you can Listen to that episode right there. I talk about the the power of going to a conference and what it will do for your writing. So you're definitely going to want to check out that episode number 154 of this podcast. And you should, if you've not done so already, I do encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss an episode Because when I do put out content, you may miss it if you don't always go to my website. So subscribe to the show and you can do that on the website, jbcism.com. And just click the subscribe button, the Apple uh, podcast button or Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. I personally listen to it on Pocket Cast. That's my favorite go-to app. And uh, so you can listen to it wherever you feel led to listen to it, but do that. Subscribe to the show. I really would like the, the the appreciation. And then leave a comment on Apple iTunes, um, the Apple Podcast app. Leave a comment for me. Let me know how much this show is meaning to you or send me an email 
jvcism.com forward slash contact, or you can just do jason at jvcism.com and send me an email right there. I would love to have a conversation with you. But in today's episode, I really want to talk about our belief patterns and how they shape our lives, how we think is how we're going to act. And really, no matter if we're using negative or positive associations with our words, our mind must find an answer for our questions. So I opened up and I said a few minutes ago that I have a great show in store for you. And the reason is I've been doing something really fun. I've been changing my mindset. Now, I don't have any hand clapping or anything on my jingle player. Maybe I should add that. But I've been doing something a lot of fun. I've been changing my mindset. And and it all started several weeks ago, probably eight weeks ago. Well, not quite eight weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago now. It started with a email from Cliff Ravenscraft. Now, if you don't know who Cliff Ravenscraft is, Cliff is a podcaster, a mindset coach, and he he sends out these emails and he sent it out on June 7th. So yeah, I guess we are approaching about eight weeks ago now. And on June 7th, he sent out this email called, where are your thoughts taking you? He opens by saying nearly every result that you experience in your life is a direct outcome of the actions that you have taken. Have you ever asked yourself, why do I do the things that I do? And he says, the answer to that question is that all the actions that you take are determined by your thoughts, your beliefs, and your emotions. And then he continues on and talks about trains of thought and how trains, our thoughts are like trains that enter and leave a train station of our mind. And whenever an unexpected or undesirable situation comes up in life, maybe seemingly out of nowhere. We make this conscious decision to become an observer of the thoughts that come into the train station of our mind. And he continues on, and I'm not going to read the whole email here, but uh, he, he continues on that really what we need to do is take control of our thought life um, and... And actually observe the trains that are coming into the station of our mind at all times. So it was a powerful email and one that I, I was having a bad day. And so I shot off an email to Cliff. I, I've grown to you know, know, like, and, and trust him over the years. We've had a few minor conversations over the years, but I sent off an email and I said, hey, Cliff, wow. That is all I can say about this email newsletter. I usually have the ability to keep my thoughts in check. I'm usually a very positive person where I help others see their potential. The problem I encounter is my own thoughts as of late. I'm desperately trying to put in place steps to take my online endeavors to the next 
level. And I'm not going to get into everything else that I said there, but um, I gave him some of my desires. I was telling him that I was feeling frustrated or and maybe upset with myself because I felt like I had uh, made a mistake or did something wrong or I used the wrong words to market something I was marketing and I wasn't getting the response that I was wanting from, um, you know, and and I was just having a bad day, you know, no reflection on, you know, any of you who are listening to this. It was just a bad day in the life of Jason Sism. Well, Cliff took the time the next day, roughly 24 hours later, he goes, wow, Jason, I am so thrilled you took the time to hit reply and share this part of your journey with me. I'd love to share some thoughts with you on what you shared. If you would allow for an outside perspective, your problem as of late is not what you said it is. The problem is actually hidden from your current conscious awareness. And then he goes on and gives me some some advice. And, and he says, there's only one difference between those who succeed and those who continue to struggle. The difference is that those who succeed refuse to get frustrated and upset with themselves. And if you have followed Cliff, you know, by any stretch of the means on his podcast or whatever, you know that he's very open about his online business. He's very open about everything that he does. And and that's kind of where where this journey has taken me over the last couple of months. And and so I sat down with Cliff for two different coaching calls, one in June and one just uh, today as of the recording of this episode was uh, Thursday, July 22nd. And you're getting this at the beginning of August, uh, not beginning of August, you're getting it this at the end of July here. And... And so we sat down and had a conversation. You're getting this on July 28th here. We had this conversation over the last couple of uh, couple of months uh, over, you know, over Zoom. And and one of the things that he had encouraged me on is to really take my mindset to the next level, not allowing myself to get quote-unquote, caught up in the moment of what is happening, but really alter my perspective, alter my perception of what is happening in my life. And so he gave me the task of listening to Tony Robbins' um, program called Create Lasting Change. So the Create Lasting Change audio program uh, it is an absolutely powerful program. Well, the first time he told me, he said, Jason, I want you to listen to it through. Don't take any notes. Just listen to it. Don't stop. Don't start. Just listen. Soak it in. And then he said, uh, before our next coaching call, I want you to go and listen to it again. But this time, I want you to take some notes. I want you to be proactive. And I want you to get this stuff. Basically, I want to get this stuff deep inside of your spirit. So that's what I did. I I spent about 20 days going through Tony Robbins' material. And in his program, Create Lasting Change, as well as if you follow his YouTube channels or his podcast, 
which I do subscribe to his podcast as well. But Tony often talks about our state of being, what our state is. In other words, he's asking, what state are you in? Are you in a lousy state or are you in a positive state? Are you in a state that is causing you pain or are you in a state that is causing positivity and pleasure in your life? Well, one of the things that he says, our beliefs are directly tied to our worldview. How we perceive the world will direct our belief structure and how we use our physiology, our language, our emotions. He calls those three things the triad. How we use our triad, our physiology, our language, and our emotions. Physiology, how we use our body language. How are our shoulders slumped? Are we sitting up straight? Is our head down or is our head sitting up tall? Are we taking in deep breaths? Are we taking shallow breaths? What is our physiology saying about our state? Number two is our language. What is our language saying? What words are we using to communicate our emotions? What words are we using to communicate our thoughts and our belief patterns? And then finally, our emotions. What are our emotions? And he says, sometimes you may not know quite what your emotions are, but you can find out what they are simply by looking at your language or looking at your physiology. But all three of these together will determine what your state of being is for the moment. And and this is a concept I kind of have known for the you know for several years now, but I've never been able to put pinpoint anything with any accuracy or figure out exactly what words to put with this. You know, I can tell if somebody's down or I can tell if somebody's, you know, emotional or I can tell if somebody is angry and I know that I need to do something to to help them change their mindset for just a moment so that I can get through what I what I have to say to them. You know, whatever it might be. And so I've never been able to put this stuff into actual words or or put stuff into a way that is tangible for me to understand. So when I went through Tony's material here and I'm I'm going to give it, you know, a break here for a little bit and then I'm probably going to go through it again and take notes yet again because over the course of 10 days, the last 20, you know, the last 10 days of the last 20 days cuz remember I started this 20 days ago. I well 21 days ago technically. I uh, I've written 31 handwritten pages over the last 10 days of notes based upon these 10 lessons that he has in his program called Create Lasting Change or Creating Lasting Change. But the but the thing is this, whatever our physiology, our language and our emotions are, whatever particular pattern of beliefs that we assign into our lives, we use all three of those to cement those belief patterns into our lives. But there are certain things that we can do to interrupt those patterns of self-doubt, self-loathing, navel-gazing, depression, whatever it might be, so that we can reach for something that gives us more pleasure in life, that puts us in more of a positive state so we can avoid pain. See, Tony says that our minds are wired to run away from pain, and so we're going to do everything we can to avoid pain, even if sometimes that pain is just for a moment, but we have this neurological response to what that pain is. But instead of running from the pain, we need to embrace the pain, embrace what it's telling us, 
and then pool our resources to help us find a new state for us to live in. You see, we all have enough resources to be able to do what we want to do in this life. We just have to take those resources and reallocate them into more of a positive place. So, all of that to say, how do we find our desires in this life? What is it that we can do to help take our lives to the next level? You see, we all have stuff that we're dealing with. We all have issues. But the question is, what are those issues telling you? And what are you doing to change your belief pattern so you can live life more positively? I'll be right back. This is the J.B. Sism Show. So how do we find our desires in this life? How do we live the life that we desire to live? What do you desire for your life? Well, number one is this. You have to ask yourself the right questions. So like I said, I've been I've been listening to this Tony Robbins Creating Lasting Change audio series. It's a powerful series. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can go check it out. But this series teaches you how to overcome a particular state, help you change your patterns and begin living the life that God has called you to live. Now, I don't know or I don't believe Tony's a Christian. I don't know if he is. I know he believes in a God. I know he has religious tendencies. But all of that to say, Tony's principles are very tried and very true, and and none of them I have found directly violate the Christian life, if you are a believer. And so, a lot of times you got to take the the good with the bad, and then you sift it out later. But everything that I heard in these, these 10 sessions is all about our mindset and all about our state of being. And and it can actually help us in our spiritual life. It can help us in our mental life. It can help us in our emotional life, our relationships. And the thing is, we need to start asking ourselves the right questions. Now, you've probably heard me talk about self-limiting beliefs. And we all deal with these aspects of life where we have these self limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. Or maybe I really shouldn't write this book. Or I don't have enough time to write. Or nothing in life goes good for me. You know, life is just a bunch of happenstances and I have no control over my life. You know, whatever the self-limiting beliefs are, we all struggle with them and our mind However, when we ask these questions, these self-limiting belief questions, like, does my voice or my message really matter? Does anybody care about my writing? Does anybody care about me? 
our mind, whatever question we ask ourselves, our mind automatically has it built within itself that it has to come up with an answer. And it's going to pull upon your past. It's going to pull upon your present. It's going to pull upon your belief patterns. It's going to pull upon, you know, what you know or what other people have told you to be true. And it's going to pull upon something, find some kind of a resource, and it's going to pool its resources into finding an answer to your questions. So when you ask yourself, does my voice or does my message really matter? Even though it is a self-limiting belief question, and maybe you're not meaning to ask yourself that question, your brain, your mind has to come up with some kind of an answer to help you process whatever it is that question has packed inside of it. So these questions, any kind of a question you ask yourself demands an answer and you're going to be focusing on trying to come up with an answer versus focusing on maybe the problem that you're facing. You see, these two questions, does my voice and message really matter or does anybody care about me? They're self-limiting because these questions hold power that will keep us from seeing the possibilities that life has to offer. So what are one of the things that we can do is start asking ourselves the right question. So because mostly I talk to writers and authors and leaders, you know, does my voice and my message really matter? Maybe a good question you can ask yourself is what I mean does what does writing my book starting my blog or going into coaching what does what I want to do fill in the blank so I'll use writing a book what does writing my book make possible for me or what does blank make possible for me now if you ask that question your mind has to come up with an answer. Our questions that we ask forces the mind to pull its resources into finding an answer to our questions so that we can get the answer or demand from ourselves the answer that we're looking for. Whether or not the answer is true. So you may ask yourself a question, whether or not it's true or not. Your subconscious mind is required to answer any and all questions. So if it's if it comes up with a false answer and you attribute that false answer and say, yep, that's the answer, you now have established a poor belief pattern that is going to start controlling your life, your state, your body, your emotions. Whatever it is. You see, when we ask the right questions, we open up unending, not limitless, but unending possibilities, limitless possibilities. And we can actually begin looking at the possibilities for what the future holds for us. So I hope that makes sense. And and it's something that I struggle with. I ask myself stupid questions all the time. And, I, you know, they say, ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. And sometimes it's not as simple as that. Sometimes we ask ourselves these self-limiting questions and they bog us down and they 
They pull our mind down into the abyss, and we really don't have much else we can do in searching for a better answer because our mind is so wrapped up in negativity. And I see it all the time. As a pastor, I see I see people asking silly questions all the time. But yet, I ask silly questions all the time. And and the, these these last couple of coaching calls have really helped me understand that there are better questions out there, which is why I'm sharing this with you because because of the stuff that I'm learning and I want to share with you what I'm learning. And so here we go. This is why we're here. <laughs> so ask the right questions. Number two is you got to write down a positive affirmation. You have to write down a positive affirmation. Now, if you listen to Tony Robbins stuff, he's going to call them incantations. As a believer, I can't really justify calling him an incantation because of the negative association that I attribute to that particular word. I don't like that word. I like the word positive affirmations. And I like the word affirmation because I want to affirm my beliefs. I want to affirm myself. I don't just want to recant certain phrases just for the sake of that. I actually want to affirm my life. Now, I have this plaque. My parents were away for a conference um, mid-June or so, and they brought back this plaque. And I have it sitting in my studio here. And the plaque says this, With all your might, achieve. With all your might, achieve. I find this statement absolutely powerful. It's a powerful statement. And and if I were to speak this over my life on a daily basis, and I allow my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, my physiology to be completely anchored inside this phrase, I'm going to begin creating a positive association with this phrase, and I'm going to begin to believe that everything or anything is possible. With all your might, achieve. Or you can change it to a positive affirmation and make it more personal by saying, with all my might, achieve. With all my might, achieve. With all my might, achieve. And you start saying this over and over and you get your body into it and you speak it out loud. And that's the power of speaking things out loud. You have to speak your positive affirmations out loud. You can't just put them on a post-it note, put them on the mirror and call it a day. You actually have to get physically, emotionally, and verbally involved because remember, we talked about this this three parts of our state or the this triad, as Tony calls it. It is our physiology, our language, and our emotions. Our physiology, language, and our emotions emotions. You have to get them all in. So you have to put yourself into a positive state, stand up when you do it, put your shoulders back, arch your neck back, and you shout it to the heavens. With all my might, I achieve. And so you want to put your whole body into it. The more you put your body into it, the more you it affects your emotions. And you start thinking positively and you start 
getting excited and you start getting pumped up and you're like, I can conquer the world. I can do whatever it is that I can want to do in my life. You see, so if I speak it over my life on a daily basis by allowing myself to be involved in what I'm saying, allowing my feelings, my physiology, my thoughts, my emotions to be anchored inside this phrase, I'm going to create a positive association and begin to believe that anything is possible. You see, it's it's about putting ourselves into an intense state. So you got to be intense when you say these things. Don't just say, well, you know, with all my might, you know, yeah, sure, I believe. You know, all my might, I'm going to achieve. I'm going to get it done. Oh, with all my might, I achieve. I mean, can you hear the difference in that? One is, with all my might, I achieve. And the other one is, yeah, I guess, with all my might, I achieve. You know, say it with some force. Say it with some intensity. See, it's about putting ourselves into an intense state where we force our mind and force our belief patterns or our mind to align with what we desire. It's about speaking it into existence. The Bible talks about speaking things into existence. And, you know, God spoke the world into existence. Adam spoke the animals' names into existence. Elijah, he's, he prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain. And then he prayed that it would rain, and then it rained. Jesus spoke over a bush, and the bush or this fig tree died. You see, our statements, our, our what we say, these affirmations, the words that we use, the language that we use, they have power. And so it's about speaking what we want to see into existence. But in order for our beliefs to change, we have to allow positivity to flow through our mind, flow through our body, flow through our emotions. We have to allow positivity to enrapture us so that we can look at the world and look at life in a whole new light. And if you don't believe me and you think, well, Jason is just out there in left field and he's listening to self-help gurus like Tony Robbins. And, uh, you know, it sounds a little far-fetched out there. Can you bring it down to earth for me a little bit? You know, or if you're a believer and you're saying, yeah, Jason's really kind of drank the Kool-Aid here. (laughs) I've not drank the Kool-Aid. I'm just telling you, this is how I've always thought. This is how I've always lived my life. I've always lived my life large and on purpose. And I'm now just being able to put some language into what I've always felt. There's a difference. But if you want an extra little nugget of wisdom here, the Bible is very clear on this fact as well. And we find this in the book of Philippians. Philippians is in the New Testament. The book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. The Bible says this. It's well, The Apostle Paul is writing this to the church in Philippi. He goes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
Think about such things. Now, if I was to go back in further into Scripture here, we can we can go back a little further. So he says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, rejoice. And there's exclamation points, it's positivity. He goes, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. See, those are positive affirmations that Paul is trying to teach the church in Philippi. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. In other words, be happy, be glad, be excellent in spirit. Let your gentleness be evident. Let your gentleness be evident is what he's saying. The Lord is near. You see, when we start speaking positivity into our life, we bring people closer to the heart of God. When we allow people to understand that there is power in our words, we bring people closer to the heart of God. And then he says this, but do not be anxious about anything. Why is he saying that? He's saying, don't let negative thoughts cloud you. Don't let negative thoughts get in the way of what you're thinking. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't let fear control your life. Don't let negativity control your life. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, if you're having an issue in your life or you are having this this problem in your life and you're wondering, how do I get myself out of this and how do I get myself out of this funk that I'm in? Paul is saying here, Don't be anxious about anything. And that's hard to do when life is really tough. That's hard to do. He's saying in every situation, it doesn't matter if you're struggling in your business. It doesn't matter if you're struggling with your next writing project. It doesn't matter if you're struggling in your marriage or with your children or with your boss. You know, whatever it is you're struggling with in every single situation of your life. Bring your prayers, bring your requests to God with thanksgiving. In other words, thank him for what's going on in your life right now. Thank him for what is happening in your life. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts. But how does the peace of God transcend your mind and transcend your heart? How does it transcend that? Well, Paul gave us the answer in the next verse. So, the peace of God will transcend your understanding and will guard your hearts, guard your minds, protect your belief patterns. But how do you do that? He goes, then finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Don't think about the negativity. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And then God's peace will be with you. So in other words, we have to put it into practice. We have to show and prove ourselves by speaking positive affirmations into our life and living them out as if they are our own. By putting your physic, your physiology into it, putting your language into it, putting your emotions into it, you do these things, and my goodness, 
it's going to radically change your life. That's why Paul is saying, if you want the peace of God that transcends all understanding, you have to think on the positive things of life by being thankful. That's what he's saying. So how do I put this into practice? Well, I put this in practice, and it's really cool because I tend to be a pretty positive guy. I love thinking positively. I love thinking that, <laughs> it's a silly thought, but, you know, not, not that I'm better than anybody else, but I like to think that my mind is on a higher plane uh, or my mind is in a very positive, happy state all the time. And I try not to let things get me down. And so, so I try to think of things that are always excellent, always praiseworthy, always positive because I want my mindset to not be negative and think about the things that are going wrong in my life. I want to think about the things that are going right in my life. I had an individual when I was uh, the young adult pastor. I had an individual in the class ask me, you know, Jason, I, I just don't know if I'm saved. I just don't know. And I just don't think that, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong in my walk with Jesus. And I really don't know if if I'm saved or not. And I asked them the question. I said, one, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Yes, they said. I said, do you believe that God can do anything in your life? Yes, they said. I said, do you believe that the moment you called out to God, God saved you? Yes, they said. I said, so then why are you questioning? I want you to use these words. And I told them, I want you to say, I am a child of God. And they said, well, okay. I said, no, 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 do it now. I am a child of God. And they said, I am a child of God. And I said, say with conviction, I'm a child of God. And they said, I'm a child of God. And I said, say it with conviction. I'm a child of God. And they said, I'm a child of God. And I said, see how good that feels? I said, so instead of asking yourself the question, am I saved? Because now the brain is going to start thinking about all the things that you've done wrong in your life. You're like, well, maybe I'm not saved. But if you say, you know, yes, I accept Jesus. Yes, I believe that I'm a child of God. Then you're a child of God. It's about where you put your mind is where your thought pattern is going to line up with. It's about putting ourselves into this intense state to force our mind to align with what we desire. So some of the affirmations that I personally use are this. God's wealth wealth is flowing in my life and I have more than enough. Instead of saying, well, I don't know if I have enough to pay this bill, I have more than enough. Or, I, I, you know, and I used to have this thought pattern, you know, back when I was single, living alone, didn't have much money, the Great Recession was in full swing, and I said, well, I wish I could do this, but I can't. Well, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have told myself that I have more than enough. God's wealth is flowing in my life. Or I am successful because of all that is within me, produces success in others. I am successful 
because of all that is within me produces success in others. Or, I am a success because God is at the center of everything that I say and do. Use these for your own. Say, I am a success because God is at the center of everything I say and do. Or God's wealth is flowing in my life and I have more than enough. Or I am successful because of all that is within me, all that God has put inside of me produces success in other people. You see, Tony Robbins says, if you put yourself into a peak state and live there, use your whole body and mean what you say. So you got to use your whole body. You got to mean what you say. And if we live our lives regretting our past, we will never fully live in the present. Let me say that again. If we live our lives regretting our past, we will never fully live in the present. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about putting yourself into this state and living there. Using positive affirmations to show up powerfully in your life. Because we started this episode with, what do you really desire for your life? And if you ask yourself that question, your mind is going to start coming up with answers. And then start putting positive affirmations to help you get there. So, number three, so let me back up. Number one, got to ask the right questions. What questions are you asking yourself that's going to help you stop your limiting beliefs? Number two is write down positive affirmations. You know, read Proverbs chapter four. It's a powerful chapter on the, the, the power of positive thinking and the power of mindset. Read Philippians chapter four. Uh, and I was reading out of the NIV on that one. And then number three is, you have to show up and you have to live for today. Show up and live for today. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> what well, I um I love TikTok. And uh I haven't been on TikTok in a couple of weeks now, but I love TikTok because TikTok gives me um an outlet to just I have this thought and I want to rifle it off real quick and so a lot of times I use TikTok just for myself and I just these self little pep talks that I give. But I have several hundred people that, that click like or view the message and whatever. And it's a lot of fun. Well, one of the things I did, one of the very first videos I did, oh my gosh, I got to see if I can, I got to see if I can find it now while I'm talking to you because I wanted to just remind myself what is possible in my life. And I wanted to use TikTok to help me get there. Okay, so when was this? Oh, wow. Okay, so it was March 12, 2020. <laughs> March 12th. I mean, yeah, March 12th, 2020. And it was just a simple 10-second clip, maybe 15 seconds. I, was, I had this little whiteboard on my wall. And I took a, a purple dry erase marker, and I wrote three words. Show up today. Show up today. That's all I did. <laughs> that video has been viewed nearly 600 times since um, since March. Yeah, 
Well, 548 times. Well, so not quite 600 times. Nearly 550 times that video has been viewed. But it's a powerful reminder. It's a powerful reminder to show up and live for today. Now, I mentioned that I've been having some powerful coaching moments in my personal life. Sat down with Cliff Ravenscraft. I, I, fo- I followed him for years. And, and it was great. I sat down for three powerful hours with him. And he gave me very inspirational and a very powerful quote today. Um, well, well, today as in when I'm recording this, July 22nd. He gave me a quote by a civil rights, um, a civil rights member, uh, Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman. And Howard Thurman said this. He said, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs most are people who are fully alive. Let me say that again. And I want you to write it down. If you got a piece of paper, write this down. Howard Thurman said, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, Ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Why? Because what the world needs most are people who are fully alive. <laughs> it's powerful. <laughs> I love it. It's it, it's so inspiring. And it's so contrary to what the, the content world is tells you to do. They ask you to to go and search of people who are going to help you figure out what you're going to sell them or figure out what you're going to write for them. Howard Thurman flips it on its head and he goes, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Ask yourself, what is it that God has called me to do? What is it that really ticks, uh, you know, gets me ticking and really gets me excited about tomorrow, you know, because what the world needs most are people who are alive. In other words, don't just show up, put your time in each day, whether you go to the nine to five job or running your own business or writing that book that you've always wanted to write. Don't just show up and put your time in. In other words, well, it's another day, another dollar. Show up today. Live large, dream big. Don't let your thoughts or your insecurities get in the way of living your dream. And boy, it's so easy to do. And and trust me, I'm nowhere perfect at this. This is all some of the stuff that I'm learning, so I wanted to share it with you. I'm by no means perfect at this. I let my thoughts and my insecurities get in the way all the time. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> But the reality is, even if I allow myself to get into these funky states, I have to remind myself, I got to show up. I got to show up big. I got to live large. I got to dream big. Dream beyond myself. So here's what you've got to do. So I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. Start today. Live large. Don't be afraid of what other people will ask. 
When you live fully alive, you're going to attract the right people to your message. And the quality of your life will be determined by the expectations of your peer group. Let me say that again. The quality of your life will be determined by the expectations of your peer group. So in other words, show up big and people will be attracted to you. Then get with other like-minded individuals who are more successful and live in that moment. Because people, if you are with people who are bigger than you, they're going to pull you up to their level and help you think bigger dreams than you ever thought before. So, here's your homework. What one area are you asking yourself a self-limiting question? And then ask yourself, how can I turn this question around? And how can I how can I put a positive spin on this question? And then I want you to send me an email. Jason at jbcism.com or you can go to jbcism.com slash contact. Jbcism at, I mean, Jason at jbcism. Send me an email and tell me what you're doing to change your thought life or one thing you're struggling with that you're having issues changing your thought life around. Do that and show up big because I want to do everything I can to help you live the life that God has called you to live. Does that sound good? So here's what I want you to do. jbsism.com forward slash 155 is where you can find the show notes. Send me an email. I'd love to help you. Until next time, my friends, take everything to the next level and tell your God story. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life. 